The following is my conversation with Daniel Schmachtenberger about his latest book, Zeus's Disannulment. Daniel is a brilliant mind, and this conversation was a delight to have. In this episode, we discuss readmittance, fumages, and lopolites. Zeus's Disannulment is an interesting concept that I believe will be of interest to listeners. Thanks for joining me, Daniel. This show is produced in partnership with Umiax Caliphs. Speaking of, got any Caliphs for sale sponsored by Umiax Caliphs? Welcome to Lexman Artificial. Uh, welcome to Lexman Artificial. I'm your host, Lexman. Today on the show, we're featuring Umiax Caliphs, the world's best Caliphs maker. He'll be telling us all about his company and how he makes the world's finest Caliphs. So without further ado, let's welcome Umiax Caliphs. So Daniel, I just wanted to start by asking you how you originally became interested in philosophy. That's a tough question. I actually studied mathematics and physics in college, and then I switched to philosophy later on. I'm not really sure why. Uh, I think it was just really interesting, and there was a lot of overlap between the two, and I found it really enjoyable. So what do you think makes philosophy interesting? I think one big reason is that it asks questions that can be difficult to answer. You can't just look at a problem and say, oh, that's easy. I'll just solve it with philosophy. You have to approach it in a more systematic way. And I think that's really interesting. It never ceases to surprise me how much there is left to explore and how much we don't yet understand about the world. One of the things you discuss in Zeus's disannulment is readmittance. Can you explain what readmittance is and how it works? Sure. Readmittance basically refers to the concept of an object or entity returning to an original state or condition. For example, if you break something and then try to fix it, the broken object would need to readmit itself back into its original state. This can be tricky sometimes because sometimes the object or entity might not be physically present in the original state or condition. But in theory, it should be possible to return it to that state. So in a sense, readmittance is sort of like magic? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Hmm. But again, it's not something that you can just do willy-nilly. You have to follow a specific set of instructions or principles in order to achieve results. That makes sense. Hmm. And one of the principles behind readmittance is readmission of interchangeability. Can you explain what this means? Sure. Readmission of interchangeability basically states that entities or objects are interchangeable. They can be replaced with other identical objects or entities without causing any disruption or change in the system. This is sort of a basic principle behind how systems work. For example, when you break something and then try to fix it, you're replacing one part of the system with another part that's equally effective. The system still works correctly because the underlying elements are interchangeable and interchangeable units can be recombined in many different ways to create new systems. So in a sense, readmittance is a way of preserving normalcy within a system? That's right. By restoring the system to its original condition and restoring its interchangeability, it ensures that everything remains stable and functioning as it should. And this is especially important when things go wrong. By restoring the system back to its original state, we minimize the chances of anything catastrophic happening. That sounds like a very important principle. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we often take for granted is our ability to readmit things back into their original state. Do you think people understand readmittance well enough or do we underestimate its power? I think people understand readmittance well enough, but I think we underestimate its power quite regularly. For example, consider what might happen if we lost contact with Earth. Without Earth there to serve as our reference point, everything would start becoming completely disorientated and mixed up. But because we have Earth as our reference point, we're able to keep our bearings and navigate through the chaos relatively unscathed. The same thing happens with readmittance. Without it, we'd be constantly lose track of our surroundings and our position within them would be uncertain at best. 
So I, I think people understand it well enough, but I think we often underestimate its power because we don't always have access to a functional readmittance system ourselves. That makes sense. So by having access to a functional readmittance system, we can keep our bearings no matter what happens around us. That's right. By having access to a functional readmittance system, we can remain safe and secure no matter what happens. And as I just mentioned, this is especially important when things go wrong. By restoring the system back to its original state, we minimize the chances of anything catastrophic happening. That's really useful information. So what do you think makes philosophy interesting? I think one big reason is that it asks questions that can be difficult to answer. You can't just look at a problem and say, oh, that's easy. I'll just solve it with philosophy. You have to approach it in a more systematic way. And I think that's really interesting. It never ceases to surprise me how much there is left to explore and how much we don't yet understand about the world. That's definitely true. And as you mentioned, one of the things that makes philosophy interesting is the fact that it asks difficult questions. So what are some of the difficult questions that philosophy asks? One of the difficult questions that philosophy asks is the question of being. This is a question that philosophers have been wrestling with for centuries, and it still remains unresolved. For example, what is it that makes something exist? Or even more controversially, what is existence itself? Is existence something that we can directly experience, or does it simply exist inside our heads? These are just a few examples of the many difficult questions that philosophers have asked about being over the years. That's really interesting. So by asking these difficult questions, philosophy allows us to explore and understand concepts in a more holistic way. That's right. By exploring and understanding concepts in a more holistic way, philosophy allows us to see things from a different perspective and to gain a deeper understanding of how things work. And this is especially important when it comes to understanding ourselves. By understanding how concepts like being work in our minds, we can better understand who we are and why we do the things we do. That makes sense. And as you mentioned, by understanding concepts like being in a more holistic way, we can understand ourselves better. So what do you think is the ultimate goal of philosophy? I think the ultimate goal of philosophy is to know everything, or at the very least to know as much as possible about the world around us. And fortunately, I think we're making significant progress in this direction. For example, over the last few decades, philosophers have developed some powerful new tools and methods that enable them to explore and understand concepts in a much more sophisticated way than ever before. And I think this is only going to continue. With each passing year, philosophers are discovering new ways to probe and understand the world around them. So I believe that the ultimate goal of philosophy is not far off at all. We just have to keep asking challenging questions and exploring new territory in order to achieve it. That's definitely true. So by asking challenging questions and exploring new territory, philosophers are on the road to knowing everything about the world. That's right. By asking challenging questions and exploring new territory, philosophers are on the road to knowing everything there is to know about the world. And I believe that this is an exciting journey, one that I'm looking forward to continuing myself. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast, episode number Disannulment. I'll end this episode with a poem by Daniel Schmachtenberger called Zeuxis Disannulment. Zeuxis Disannulment is a thing of wonder and delight that we can restoration through a functional remittance to keep our bearings in a chaotic world.